0: Hey, everybody, this is Linda Weber with Soul Purpose Ministries right here in Coshocton, Ohio, and it's good to be here with you. I tell you, you just never know what's going to happen, right? I'm telling you, I'm having the best time. I'm, I'm just having more fun than a human being should have, and that's the way Christians should be. I got a live audience here tonight. They're really alive. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, it's good to, you know, uh, you, you just, we could pray. We'll probably pray after this if we want or whatever. I mean, it's just good to get people together, believers together. And uh, so we're going to have fun tonight. And um, I, I just want to talk about keeping an eternal focus. And that's what we need to do you know, keep an eternal focus because we've all been through some rough times here lately and we need to keep our joy because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And, uh, you know, because, you know, it doesn't matter. We just always got to remember we're on a temporary journey down here, you know, just temporary. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to be turning 60 years old this year. And it's like, I look back at my life and it's like, Where did the years go? (laughs) Where did the days go? So, but the Bible says that your life is like a vapor. You know, you're like a blade of grass. It springs up and it's gone overnight. So, um, you know, don't get too worried about things here. You actually shouldn't be worried at all because Jesus said, cast all your cares, all your worries, all your anxieties on me because I care for you. So uh, keep that joy because nobody's going to look at you and want what you got if you're sad and weak and depressed and sick. I've never, I mean, I've never walked up to a depressed person and said, I want what you got. (laughs) Wouldn't that be crazy? I mean, would you ever walk up to a depressed person? No, no. No. And, and you know what? Um, God is love, God's joy. And, and listen, the Bible says in his presence is fullness of joy. So um, we got we are carriers of God's presence. You know, the Bible says that we're God's ambassadors as though Jesus were making his appeal through us. The Bible says that, uh, you know, that we're the temple of the Holy Spirit, that the spirit of God lives in us. So we're carriers of revival. Everywhere we go, we're carriers of revival. And uh, you should actually, we should walk into a room and the atmosphere of the room would change. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's, a, it's the most amazing thing. So keep your focus, keep an eternal focus, knowing that we're, we are, temp- this is temporary. All, all this is temporary down here. Um, I want to read a passage of scripture to you in John 15, verses 1 through 8 now this is jesus speaking he said i am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that bears fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit you know some of you some of you are being pruned you know (laughs) you should be happy about that right i mean that means that you're bearing fruit and uh you know have you ever seen like a you know if you got a plant and you cut that branch off, man, if that plant had feelings, I wouldn't feel too good, would it? So uh d- just uh endure the pruning and let God change you, right? So uh so he so he's going to prune us so that we can bear more fruit. He said, "You're already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you." abide in me and i in you okay as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me you know jesus said apart from me you can't do anything that's why people have a hard time because they're they're striving to do things themselves. you can't listen you can't do anything apart from him You can have the most eloquent sermon, you know, some people get their sermons off the internet. I didn't even know what I was going to talk about until I sat down here, you know? I mean, I truly don't because, you know, so you can have the most eloquent sermon, but listen, unless you allow the spirit of God to, to work through you and to speak through you, um, you know, what do you got? No. So, um. So he said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Think about that. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they're burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Okay, and then over on in Mark 16, verse 15. All right. Mark 16, 15. Can you imagine you got the spirit of the living God inside of you? You got, he lives inside of you. You should be happy about that. I mean, he used to live in a temple made by man and then, When Jesus died on that cross, and He said, "It's finished," that veil was torn, and the Holy Spirit came out, and now He abides in all of us. You got to realize, greater is He that's in you than He that's in the world. You're the carrier of the of the Holy Spirit, man. I'm telling you, it's amazing. So, Mark 16:15, Jesus said, He said unto them, "Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature." Some people are creatures. Preach it anyway, you know? I have walked up, man, I've been in some, uh, you know, some pretty um, amazing places, like the ghetto of Tampa, and uh, walked up to people that were scary in the natural, you know, but you gotta realize, man, you know, listen, God is in you, he created that person, he, they need to hear the good news just like everybody else, right? So, uh, I mean, I've had my life threatened many times, but I'm, I'm not afraid, if you're not afraid, what are you afraid of? <laughs> There's nothing to be afraid of. We need to go and tell people about Jesus, amen? The Bible says no man who puts his hand to the plow and turns back is fit for the kingdom of God. So, you know, we need, to, we need to keep an eternal focus, keep your eyes on Jesus, knowing that's where we're headed, right there. Don't look to the right or the left, keep plowing through, just keep on going, because shortly we're gonna be with him, we're going to meet him. And uh, so then you're going to give an account for your life, right? So don't, don't uh, put your hand to the plow and then turn back. We need to stay hungry. What are you hungry for? You know, in Second Timothy, it says in the last days that people will be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. They'll be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. So we can see that on, you know, at at church a lot of times. If something better comes up, somebody will miss church, you know? I mean, not me. My family and my friends, they know that God's a priority in my life. You know, if you got a birthday party, I'll be there after church. (laughs) I'm not missing church for anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just not going to do that. I love to be in church. I love to be around my family, the family of God. You know, and I'm hungry for God. I'm hungry for more of him. I want all that heaven has for me. Amen. So we got to stay hungry. We got to stay focused. Jesus said, those that hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. Right. Hallelujah. Those that hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. So what are you hungry for? Are you hungry for The Price is Right, you know, stay home from church and watch The Price is Right and eat Cheetos and and all that stuff, you know. (laughs) I'm hungry. I'm more hungry today than I was yesterday. God never gets old to me. You know, when when I'm doing a service and the power of God hits the place and I see people you know, getting the joy of the Lord and getting set free from depression or whatever happens, getting healed, getting their body healed. I don't ever get sick of that because that's God touching somebody, you know? It's amazing. It's the most amazing thing. So we need to stay focused. Turn your eyes upon Jesus and the things of this world will grow strangely dim, you know? Turn your eyes upon Jesus and the things of your world will grow strangely dim, some people, they can't do anything for God because they're so wrapped up in their problems. Listen, if that's what's going to stop you from fulfilling the plan that God has for you, the devil's going to accommodate you. <laughs> it's going to be one thing after another. You know, there's, it's going to be never-ending problems. Never-ending problems. I told you one time on one of these shows that my husband and I build our house on somebody else's land one time. We built our house on somebody else's land. Yet you know what I did? I was on my way to do a tent revival. And you know what I did? When, when I met that surveyor that day, I was on my way to do a tent revival. I was on my way to preach the gospel when I got that news, that surveyor. Mrs. Weber, you built your house on somebody else's land. You know? Well, listen, I started laughing. I just, I needed strength, right? <laughs> and that was really before I even knew what the joy was. I started laughing. And you know what I did then? I went about my father's business because I know that if I'm about my father's business, he'll be about mine. There was nothing I could do about that. Just like I told that guy, what do you want me to do? Hook my car up and pull this 80-foot long home off of that foundation? You know, no. Sometimes there's just nothing you can do about it. You have a problem. Maybe you have a problem. You're watching this and and you're just sitting there wringing your hands and you just don't even know what you're going to do about it. You're spending your whole day worrying about it. Well, what are you going to do about it? Are you just going to, you know, the best thing to do about it? Give it to God. Do all that you can do and stand and get out there about your father's business. When I did that and I went ahead and I went and did that tent revival, guess what? God took that whole situation. You have to watch the program from a few weeks ago because it tells that whole story. I went about my father's business. He took that whole mess and turned it around because he said, I'll take all the bad and I'll turn it around for good for those that love me and are called according to my purpose. So that's what you need to do. Amen. Hallelujah. So what Jesus, look, look at him when he was hanging on the cross. The Bible says for the joy set before him, he endured the cross for the joy set before him. He ignored and despised the shame, and, and he endured that cross. So listen if, listen, if you get me started talking about heaven tonight, I might start running around the place, you know? I mean, I get so excited, I get so happy when I know what's up ahead, amen? See, I'm not looking at the temporary things of my life. If I was, oh, I'd be in some mental institution somewhere. <laughs> I would, but I'll tell you, I, I don't have my eyes on that stuff. Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have trouble, but be of good cheer. What's that mean? Keep your joy, because I have overcome the world, right? Get your eyes off of that stuff, man. You know, I mean, some people, you're just spending all day worrying about it. It's time. You're going to get set free tonight in Jesus' name. You're just going to get set free. Amen? Hallelujah. I believe that's going to happen for some of you. Stay focused. Keep, keep, your, you know, keep the hand on the plow. Keep going. Stir up that fire. My dad, he, we had an old coal furnace when I was growing up. Lived in an old uh, farmhouse. And uh, that was our heat. We didn't have no nice gas forced air furnace, you know. And uh, <laughs> he had to go down there at night and uh, open that thing up and take that coal or that wood and put it in there. Take that big poker stick and stir it up. You know, Paul told Timothy, he said, I remind you, stir up that inner fire within you. Stir up that gift within you that was given by the laying out of my hands at your ordination. He said, stir it up. You stir it up, you know. Some people are just dragging into church, stir me up, pastor, stir me up. The devil's been after me all week. What do you mean the devil's been after you all week? You ought to be after the devil, <laughs> right? Right? Stir you up? You stir your own self up, you ugly thing. What's wrong with you? I mean, don't you come in here tell the pastor to stir you up. You ought to be stirred up before you come in that service. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. This is some simple things people got to learn. I'm drunk in the spirit before I even walk into place. man. I'm I'm telling you. (laughs) And then it only takes one drop to throw me over the edge. I I live in the presence of God. I'm telling you. I don't, I'm not into no dead boring religion, man. I ain't got time for that stuff. I tried it, I didn't like it. I didn't like that. I didn't like it at all. I tried poverty, I didn't like that. I did, and I tried depression. See, I've tried all that stuff. That's why I can get on here boldly, tell you you don't want none of that stuff, right? Stir your own self up. You know, well, how do I stir myself up, Linda? Well, by talking to God, you know, that's your re- personal relationship with him. By reading the Bible. Amen. You know, by reading the Bible. I mean, before I told you, before I even wake up, my mind wakes up before my eyes do in the morning. (laughs) Do your eyes wake up? (laughs) My mind wakes up and I, and the first thing that starts coming out of my mouth, my mouth starts running before my eyes open up. Yeah, I was, this is the day that the Lord has made. I choose to rejoice and be glad in it. No weapon formed against me will prosper. And every tongue that rises up against me, I'll prove them wrong. You know, God's mercies are new every morning. And if God is for me, who can be against me? I just, I'm telling you, it's like a river just flows out of me. I'm already stirring myself up. You know, I may have the hardest day that I have to face because I do have problems just like everybody else. You know, so does your pastor. You know right your pastor yeah i shut my phone off at night i i shut the i shut my phone off at night don't call me at two o'clock in the morning and want me to pray for you because you got the sniffles you need to you need to learn how to pray <laughs> amen call me at nine o'clock and i'll pray for you <laughs> because listen some people uh, some poor pastors i'm telling you they get these phone calls at 2 in the morning. Pastor, I can't sleep. Well, I was sleeping pretty good before you called me, you know. Come on, man. You ought to just stir yourself up with the word of God. What if your pastor was not available? What, what then? You know? So we, I'm telling you, God is raising up an army, and I want to be right in the middle of what he's doing. I want, I want, I'm in this army. So stir yourself up before you come to church, you know. And then you talk about a celebration. You know, you would really have a celebration. We should, we should be stirred up when we walk in here. And what we should be doing when we come to church is celebrating all that God has done through us throughout the week because we kept ourselves stirred up. Now, if my dad went, went down there and stirred up that fire, and which he didn't sometimes, and we would wake up and we'd be cold. It was cold in that house. <laughs> it was cold. You know, so when you pull the covers over your head and, you know, it's it was cold and if you don't stir yourself up your that fire that inner fire within you is going to die out and uh, you're not going to be good for anything you know so we need to keep the fire burning every day this is a 24/7 relationship with Jesus Christ and listen this isn't war, isn't hard work it's easy when you have that relationship with him it's easy and it's something that you want to do you know it's I'll tell you, the more that you get to know him, the more you want to know him even more. I was with my husband for forty years. I met my husband when I was fourteen years old, and we I just instantly fell in love with him. We dated all through high school, and uh, you know, i I graduated in May and we got married in June, and we were married. Um, You know, we were together for 40 years before he went home to be with the Lord. And I knew John a lot better when he went home to be with the Lord than I did when I met him at 14. Because we had a relationship, you see. And uh, so we didn't meet in a certain place at a certain time for a certain amount of time every day. You know, 9 o'clock in the morning for 15 minutes, you know. And uh We would have never, our relationship wouldn't have grown. I'm telling you, God loves you more than you could ever imagine. And we're not talking about religion here. We're talking about a personal relationship with Jesus, the God who created you. He loves you. He wants to know you. He wants you to know him. And uh, I'm telling you, when we step into this, and we break out of religion. I, I was a religious person for the majority of my life, you know. And uh, I'll tell you right now, I, w- I don't want nothing to do with that stuff. You know what I'm saying? A re- religion is man's vain attempt to reach God, right, through works and through, you know, the rituals and the t- stuff that you go through. But relationship is God reaching down to man through, through Jesus and uh, he loves you he wants a relationship with you tonight because i know that some of you are watching and you don't even know this jesus that i'm talking about and i'm going to give you an opportunity here in a minute i can't believe time goes so fast i just can't it just goes so fast but i'm going to give you an opportunity to give your life to him and uh, you're going to begin a relationship with him Uh, some of you are getting set free right now because you're realizing that you're not getting anywhere worrying about all the stuff in this life temporary temporary journey Right. And sometimes my dad, I don't know what happened with this, these old coal furnaces. Sometimes you wake up in the morning and your face is completely black, soot all over have you. ever? I don't know if you guys ever experienced that. I, have you? Uh, it's just terrible. Like it, I don't know what, something backfires or something and that soot gets all, all over you and it's like, oh, it's, it's kind of scary. But, you know, you don't want that either. Right. <laughs> Uh, I was th- I'm thinking about a coal furnace right now. But uh, man, those things were hot too. Get down here and stir them up. So, you want to talk to God. You want to read his word. You want to praise him. Do you know the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people, not the whining and crying and complaining? Huh? I mean, some people, they get down on their knees at 9 o'clock every morning. Oh, God, gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Give My name's Jimmy. You know, I need this, I need that. And Ethel Nishi, and in and You know, blah, 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 blah. And God's up there like, oh, jeez, when are they, uh, you know, really? <laughs> they didn't even tell me they love me or anything, man. You know what? If you would, the Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart and enter his courts with praise, Right? Enter his gates with thanksgiving. So to get through that gate, you want to thank him. God, I thank you. And, and in your life, you know you got all this stuff going on, you know, and all these things you got to deal with, but instead you turn this around and you say, God, I want to thank you. I want to thank you that I have food and I have this. There's always something to be thankful for, right? Just start thanking him. And then just start praising him. I praise you because you're worthy of praise. You know, because the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. So that's another way that you stir yourself up. Read the Bible, speak the word, talk to him, praise him. Amen? All these things, I'm telling you. But you throw some more logs on the fire when you get in his word and start reading it. Right? Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Be a doer of the word, and not a hearer only. I'm telling you, that's all I care about. I, I was on an airplane one time. Um, actually, was going on a... a I was going over to Israel to minister to some people and uh, had a group of American tourists that I was ta- taking over there. And I got in a conversation with somebody that I had just met. And uh, and they they talked to me. All I talked about was Jesus because, you know, that's all I talk about. I love him and I talk about him. When I met my husband, that's all I talked about. If you've seen Linda, you knew? Oh, here she comes again. She's going to talk about that John. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's I love him, and I talked about him, right? So uh, that's all I talked about. And that guy, he looked at me and goes, so what do you do for fun? <laughs> and I, I said, oh, I go to church, and I go to revival meetings. And I, you know, no, 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 no. Something that doesn't have anything to do with church. What do you do for fun? I said, well, I like to kayak. And he said, oh, okay. He says, when was the last time you went kayaking? And I said, well, probably a couple of years ago. <laughs> I, I just, I'm telling you, I'm just completely sold out. I'm, I love him. The more I get to know God, the more I love him. You know, I, I, I just, he's amazing. He is absolutely, he's everything that you need. Everything that you're looking for right now is found in him. You know, so you need to you need to think about this. Now, listen. You're not revived if you're running from the devil. If you come into into church on Sunday morning, you go, "Oh, the devil's been after me all week." Do you understand that God's given you authority over the devil, and nothing shall by any means hurt you, believer? Come on, wake up. (laughs) I mean, you have authority over all the power of the devil, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You see, so you're not revived if you're running from the devil. You know, matter of fact, when the de- when you wake up in the morning, the devil, the alarms should be going off in, in hell. Oh, no, Linda woke up, you know. Yeah, that's right. I am awake. And you're under my feet, devil, <laughs> you know. And uh, I will be using the name of Jesus today. Amen. We have the authority over the devil. No, don't be running after the devil. He runs, he runs from you. He's under your, under your feet. Amen? Because of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. In Luke 19, 13, Jesus said, Occupy until I come. So, listen, God is raising up an army. I want to be right in the middle of it. I believe that you do, too. And uh, I'm already running out of, of time, and I'm only on, like, you know, the beginning of this message. So, well, what do you do, right? Hallelujah. I want to pray with some people in here tonight, and uh, I I, I tell you, I I think that some of you are going through some major things, and you don't even know. You're at your wit's end. Some of you are dealing with depression, and the Bible says that in God's presence is fullness of joy. That's why I love his presence. You know what I mean? Because you can stay full of the joy of the Lord when you have his presence. You're a carrier of that presence. Amen. Amen. So some of you just need to get to know who he is. Well, I don't even know who he is, Linda. But uh, listen, I I know I've thrown some things at you tonight, but uh, you may not intellectually understand what I'm saying. You don't have to. But God loves you. He sent his son Jesus here to die for you. Jesus gave his life so that you could live. And I want to introduce you to him right now. You know, the Bible says that we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death, which is eternal separation from God. The Bible also says that anybody that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Just like that thief on the cross. There was two thieves on either side of Jesus when he died on that cross. And you know, one was making fun of him. The other one, he cried out to him and he said, Lord. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus didn't say, well, you better get down off that cross and go, you know, listen to my tape series or go get baptized or whatever. Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. You know, the Bible says that God is patient. He's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. And I want you to listen. I want you to to talk to him right now. There's no set prayer that leads you to God, but I'm going to say a prayer. I want you to repeat it after me. If you mean business with God right now, he means business with you. Say this out loud right now and mean it from your heart. Just say, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me clean with the blood of Jesus. I believe that Jesus is God's son, that he died for me, that he rose from the dead, and he's coming back again for me. Fill me with your spirit. I'm saved. I'm forgiven. I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart now father god i pray for every person that just prayed that prayer with me and lord i'm asking that you would seal them with the blood of jesus that not one of them will be lost on that day Father, fill them with your Holy Spirit right now. Some of you are dealing with sickness. I can't. I come against that sickness right now in the name of Jesus. I curse the seed and the root of every disease and sickness that is attacking your body. I tell that stuff to come out right now in Jesus' name. And Lord, in the name of Jesus, I, I thank you. That spirit of heaviness comes off of you right now come off you foul spirit of heaviness you get off of them right now in Jesus name and that depression lifts from you right now in the name of Jesus father fill them with the joy of the lord hallelujah father i thank you right now for touching your people in Jesus name well i tell you right now i tell the time goes so fast join us here once a week um you know i know this is airing across western europe and in africa mainly but uh, there's people all over the world I, you can share this on facebook or whatever go to our youtube channel look up linda weber or soul purpose ministry s-o-l-e and it'll be coming up on your screen i want you to know right now that god loves you he, he gave his, his son, his, his only begotten son, so that you could live. And I'm telling you right now, he wants to have a personal relationship with you. So, hey, connect up with us. Uh, go to our website, spministries.com, or email us. Let us know what God's doing in your life, especially if God uh, has touched you in, in any way or if you gave your life to Jesus, guess what? The Bible says that all of heaven is rejoicing over one sinner that gives their life to Jesus. Amen. Come on. All of heaven's rejoicing right now. So contact us. Let us know. Let us know what God's doing in your life. And um, and just send us some prayer requests. If you have a prayer request, we pr- we'll pray for you. We'll pray and believe. Amen. God bless you.